Hi there, welcome to the Edup Marcom podcast. You're very welcome. My name is Philip Smith. I'm the host of the show. Every week here, I interview CEOs, founders, CMOs, and consultants from many of the largest and most successful colleges, universities, and education institutions in the world, where we talk about marketing, communications, and sales, and more. Finding out how to grow your student numbers successfully. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Timothy. Thanks for coming to the Edup Marcom podcast. It's great to have you on. Great to be on, Philip. Fantastic. Timothy, just for the listeners, could you just state your name, your company, and what you do as to know who we have on today? Sure. Uh, My name is Tim Leon. I'm the president and brand strategist here at Guile Leon Marketing Communications. We're a St. Louis, Missouri-based branding and marketing communications firm. And uh, we do quite a bit of work in the uh, higher ed space. Fantastic. And just give me a brief overview of your career or the experiences you've had in education. So the, our marketing communications firm is 34 years old. So I've been doing this quite a while. But for the last about 20 years, we've really uh, focused a lot of our attention on helping organizations brand or rebrand or refresh their brand. And the last 10 years, higher ed, um, for a lot of different reasons, has, reasons has become a very, very important um, industry for us. Uh, a lot's going on there. Obviously, it's a lot more competitive. So branding challenges have kind of led us into the higher ed space, uh, working with universities, colleges, uh technical schools, college prep, high schools, uh, even college or even grade schools. So we're really uh, invested in that space and uh, doing a lot of work helping these institutions uh, refresh their brands and uh, or develop their brands. That's fantastic. And I think that's such a, a needed uh, service within the, the, the education and the higher education space because some of these brands are around for dozens or even hundreds of years and you know certainly they need to um, refresh their, their brands and just talk to me a bit more than about about uh, a bit more about, about Guy on the uh, marketing communications and and the kind of work you're doing and your role there sure um and, and again maybe i'll start to i uh had four children and i was very involved uh throughout grade school and high school in their uh, education experience, which led me to serve as a president of the board of their grade school. And then for the last six years, I've worked uh, uh, as a member of the board of trustees for an all girls private uh, college prep school where three of my daughters attended. So that kind of, I just have always been around the space. And to be honest, I, felt like it was a space that competition uh, and in St. Louis, we just have, uh, there's a lot of uh, institutions per capita, probably more than a lot of places uh, in the United States. Sure. So it's it's a very competitive uh, marketplace. So branding um, and differentiating your brand is very, very important. So I think that as we got, as we entered into this space, we saw more and more opportunities. So it just became a kind of a core industry for us to focus on. So we'll do, you know, 
we have a whole process called distilled thinking, which is our brand discovery process to help organizations, schools to uh, define their brand, which we, I, I call the brand simply, it's kind of your unique claim of distinction, like yes. why you, right? And what I'd say is uh, our process really kind of filters out all the impurities because most clients think, hey, there's a lot of reasons a student should attend here. But usually there's one, two, or three points that are really what makes your university or college or school stand out. Our process not only helps define that, but then we develop a whole, what I call brand playbook or architecture. You know, what are the key messages? You know, what are the five or six core messages we need to be delivering in the enrollment admissions process, in all of our marketing and communications? What is the employment message? You know, I, I really think a lot of times who a university or college hires can be very important to delivering the brand promise. You want employees that, you know, can align with what your brand stands for. So this architecture has, it's an 11 by 17 piece of paper that has the positioning, the messaging, um, the, the HR master uh, messaging, the brand essence. It has a lot of content that the uh, that our clients find very beneficial moving forward uh, in helping to communicate what makes them unique. So that's a lot that's of great. what I do. Yes, and, and once we have that, obviously that becomes the blueprint for all of the marketing communications and creative that uh, we get involved in. Yeah, and that, you raise a really good point there. I haven't really heard mentioned much before tim which is the you know employers like to understand and the brand of the institution as well and and the kind of the why or who is this institution trying to be or what they're trying to do with, with their graduates and i think that that's a really interesting perspective that it's not just the values and, and yeah and the why come for institution for the students but also for employers as well i think that's yeah. a, an interesting point yeah, if you think about it, Philip, and, and, and you know, go to any company uh, across any industry, I think a lot of times what uh, a marketer might not put emphasis on, which they should, if you're introducing a new brand message or positioning, you really need to kind of get the buy-in of the faculty and staff because at the end of the day, I mean, we can, you know, spend a lot of money on marketing, but the people on the front line, the faculty, the enrollment, admission staff, the president, the executive team, they're the ones interacting <laughs> with the yes. public and, and with the students. So having them understand and feel ownership in what we've created, I think, is very, very important. Yeah, I think, and I think, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. And and what I suppose makes you know you know, Guile on marketing communications different, or or how do you see yourself as being different and helpful to to your clients? You know, it's a great uh, it's a great question, and I I thought about what I think has made us different is that you know in thirty four years the agency has we've kind of. Uh, practiced what we preach. We preach to our clients that your brand has to remain relevant if you want to stay in business and you yes. want to grow. And we have really had an intentional focus here 
on staying relevant to what clients want because, and I can give you a couple of examples of that. Um, in 2017, uh, we really saw a need for a lot of online video content. Our clients were demanding more and more of that as you can appreciate. So we developed GL Content Studio. So I do a ton of in-house social media video content. So it's turnkey. I can turn it around inexpensively, but it really satisfied a need for our clients uh, today. And the other, and the other thing I would say is, you know, we've we talk about brand refreshes in the last three or four years, um, really since the pandemic, the idea of refreshing your brand has become more important. And we did it the first, as we came out of the pandemic, it was one of the first things we did as an agency is refresh kind of what, what we offer of value. And this brand refresh idea um, has really driven our business uh, here in the last few years, along with empathy. You know, that's another thing I, if, if anyone looks at our website, we, we wrote a white paper about two years ago called empathy marketing. But the other thing I think we've intentionally tried to do is be more empathetic in how we market to clients and how we address the needs of today's client because they're different than they were three or four years ago. So those are the areas we've really focused on to stay relevant. Fantastic. And that's, I I really like a great point that you made about, you know, with your own business, you've changed to refresh your brand since the pandemic, but it, it, it really does make you think of, you know, refreshing the brand as the world changes and these different things happen because the world's changing and we can't keep the brands the same. And I think that's a, you know, a very, uh, a very relevant point for, for education institutions. And and what are some of the key challenges you faced in creating you know, effective brands or marketing for uh, the, the the institutions that you've worked with, Tim? I think one of the areas is in, in a, more flexibility, meaning, you know, we may develop uh, messaging and campaigns for a client, but we never just kind of set it and play. We're continually every three or four months reevaluating is that messaging still relevant to what's going on in the market. Think about right now with all the concern, recessionary concerns and economic downturn. Of course, of course. You know, is, you know, the, the worst thing you can do as a brand is look, look like you're kind of ignoring what's going on in the outside world because nobody else is ignoring it. So yeah. consumers are really expecting brands to uh, be more sensitive to their plight. And there's in higher ed's a perfect example. I mean, there's no doubt the economic downturn has really, uh, you know, affordability has always been and value that a college brings. That's always been of course, there. Of course. But what I, I read an interesting piece of research from Hanover. Uh, the National Admitted Survey Student Survey just came out 2023. But one of the things that's changed is students and parents are much more likely to look closer to home, proximity. Now, yes. I don't know if that's driven because of what happened with the pandemic or this economic downturn. But now that's something that didn't exist 
maybe even a year ago. So how as a university are you going to uh, address that if you're trying to uh, attract folks from outside your state or if you're in the state and want to attract more people that are in close proximity to you, that has to be looked at because that's what we know students and parents are thinking about. Of course. And and, and that creates, I suppose, an effective funnel and an effective marketing campaigns then that can come from that once the brand's uh, values and messages are on point. So it's, 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 it's crucial to have that. And I suppose if we look at the education sector itself, do you see the education sector perhaps changing into the future now and, and perhaps your own, uh, you know, your own service, your own business changing as well as we, as we go into the future? Yes. Uh, one of the areas that we've noticed here recently is uh, a couple of our university clients uh, looking at how to expand their offerings to address what students are wanting. I mean, what we're seeing is more and more students wanting more flexibility and scheduling, which obviously is why online learning has, has developed. But the other thing we're seeing is maybe not everyone wanting the four-year uh, degree. So we're seeing universities yes. looking at more training certificates, six-month programs, eight-month programs, more doing what like the professional firms do in terms of training. Not, you know, the what I would say is I think the college experience is being redefined. And not that four years, believe me, there are a lot of kids that are still going to want that immersive four-year experience, but I think colleges are having to address another segment of the population that wants something very, very different. Um, the other area that we're seeing more uh, focus on is retention. So it's always been, you know, admissions, admissions, enrollment, but keeping kids in school engaged for four years. Um, we have a, a couple of universities that that's one of their challenges. So that leads me to believe student experience is going to become more important in the future. Like it's one thing to get them there, but what are you doing to keep yes. them engaged and let them know you're supporting them for all four years? I believe that's Great going point. to be an, an, an area of focus. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think, I think uh, you've hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's, it's definitely such a key issue because I know that there's um, a lot of institutions struggling with uh, students leaving and dropping out and all of that. And, and, and of course, the student, exper student experience is related to that. Yes. And in terms of the, the marketing communications in the education sector, I suppose, do you think that would be different in the future? Have you have you seen a change? Now, you mentioned there's a lot more in recent years push for online or, or for video, uh, perhaps, for example. Yes. Uh, I would tell you this. I think more what I would call one-on-one -on -one marketing. Now, all of these schools have some type of a CRM platform that they're sending out marketing, direct marketing, email marketing. But I think more uh, emphasis is being put on what I would call personalized marketing experiences, like one-on-one -on -one experiences with students. So that could maybe help. Uh, universities are looking more at what is the you know you go on campus for a tour. You know, I think the group tours they're kind of going by the wayside. I mean, most folks that come on campus now want you know, it's them and their parents with an admissions person. They want 
as someone to address what they're looking for. And I'm yes, seeing yes. that on the communication side as well. I mean, there's no doubt all the research points to students want to be communicated with through email and text. You know, the mass advertising, I'm not saying that again, I hope it doesn't go away because I depend on it, but, but what are the, what's the text messaging strategy when you've got a, a student that's on the fence, what's the strategy to get them to, to make a decision? And in your email marketing, what can you do to personalize it to the needs of that individual student? I think that's where I'm seeing uh, more focus is more what, how can we personalize the marketing experience? You know, whether yes. again, personalized URLs, text messaging campaigns, lots of different ways ways that I think universities and colleges are are looking to 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 meet an individual need of a student or parent yeah I think that's a, that's a great point uh, I, I think some of the I'm just thinking of some of the things we've spoken about Tim the examples of it because I know for example the Harvard Harvard Business Code on Harvard Business Code online they had that new brand for that online experience or these online courses with more affordability more flexibility and so on and I know that there's such a move now to personalized um, I suppose admissions uh, being needed by institutions because um, students have such spe specific demands and 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 challenges now and, and things they're looking for. So it's it's really um I think a lot of the points you're making are very very um current and and you know and challenges right now that are urgent for a lot of institutions that they're facing. And that just leads me into the last question then, Tim, to wrap up. I suppose what's some a, a, a key point or some key points you feel are important for successful growth or success, a successful brand for a university college? I, I'll probably repeat myself a little here, but I think uh, a renewed focus on what your retention strategy is to keep students engaged and participating and finishing their degrees. Uh, I think yes. you're going to see an, a growth in what I call a chief experience officers. We're seeing that more and more as we go onto college campuses that there is somebody, it used to be student affairs, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it's people that are focused just on monitoring and, and bolstering what the experience looks like, uh, whether that's on campus or online too, Philip. I mean, what yes. is the experience? In fact, on the online side, side, what we're seeing is a move toward maybe a more hybrid experience where there's some in-person mixed with online. So again, I think for me, it's, re, you know, admissions enrollment are always going to be important, but I think it's going to be uh, retention. And then secondly, I think it's maybe everyone looking at their market and what those outside influences are and making sure their brand isn't falling out of uh, relevance, that it's really addressing the needs in their market and what their customers looking for. Yeah, I, th I think that's a great, uh, a great couple of points to, to, to finish on, Tim. And uh, I think the listeners, including myself, I think, uh, you know, learned a lot today from you. So, Tim, thanks so much for coming on and sharing uh, your insights and your expertise. It was a real pleasure uh, having you on the podcast. I really have enjoyed it as well, Philip, and you do a great job. So uh, thank you again for You're having me. Thanks, Tim.
Hi, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Ed Up Markham podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, you can do so by applying on edupmarkham.com, where you can also find a catalogue of all of our episodes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. it.